You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, welcome along to the Friday episode. We're, full disclosure, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon because, Sam, you are about to jet off to uh, Seville for the Europa League. Is it yeah, the quarterfinal? Or no, round, round of the, 16, I think, I think it's they the call last it. 16. It's the first right? knockout stage. So round of 16, mate, yeah. uh, against <clears> Seville. <throat> I'm really, really excited. Big time. Um, like it feels quite big time, yeah. But you know, but it is by West Ham standards, especially this is the third time in my life I've gone to see West Ham play abroad competitively. Yeah. But it's certainly the most advanced. I mean, I've saw us once play Mets in the Intertoto Cup final. Mm. That was great, but let's be honest, it was the Intertoto yeah, Cup no final. Yeah, budget. Yeah. Then I saw us play Palermo in Sicily, which was. Mm-hmm really great fun because it was like you know September still effectively the summer mm. and we went there for a few days and we're on the beach but we got battered 3-0 and that was in the group stage of the old UEFA Cup but this feels quite legit you know we're in a knockout two-legger against Seville Proper who are stuff. the most successful team in the history of the Europa League oh, so course, let's be honest yeah. we'll probably get knocked out yeah. we'll probably get knocked out which was another reason why I thought, thought I'll go out of my way to try and get to this game Yeah, because <clears throat> you know like we might not go any further and so I mean, got to get out there and what Seville. a lovely I mean it could have been this, I know exactly we could have got Seville Glasgow Rangers would be lovely wouldn't it after everything we've been through it, well exactly exactly loads uh, of oranges you know, I went there bring loads of oranges when I was a little what, someone sent me a tweet actually when I said I was going I said it on Twitter and someone everyone's always got a word of advice haven't they oh yeah they yeah, go, yeah, yeah yeah be careful out there I went there with England and the police are a nightmare blah 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 yeah. and then it goes and this is one of the things that particularly riles the police is if you pick the oranges off of the trees right and start chucking them <laughs> the, the police they will not they do not tolerate that so just be careful and I'm thinking alright fair enough of course they don't fucking tolerate it for god's sake why would sometimes they? football fans English is that <laughs> English hell. football fans go abroad and they kind of think look people it's like they think that it's like a sense of entitlement where they go look we're English football fans, so obviously we're going to be a bit cunty. But it comes to something when foreign police are objecting us to just being a bit cunty as opposed to really disgusting. Yeah. I mean, we could be really disgusting. We could be smashing up shops and fighting people. But in fact, all we're doing is picking oranges off trees and lobbing them about. <laughs> and it's like, well, just don't even do that. <laughs> Don't even do that. <clears throat> well, yeah, well, uh, you know the oranges are sacred. They're like the um, they're like the ravens in the Tower of London. You know, you can't chuck them can't about. Can't chuck them about either. Fucking hell. We'd be the fucking <clears throat> first to start. We'd be the first to start complaining 
if Spaniards came over here yeah. and went to, went to the Tower of London and started lobbing fucking ravens about. Yeah, of course, exactly. We would not have it. it. Partly why we Anyone who's listened to our uh, Diana Aftermath deep dives, which is uh, subscribers only, you can subscribe via Patreon. Um, there, we've been doing analysis of the the aftermath of uh, Princess Diana's death, and and a huge amount of it has been focused on the the um, reaction to foreign tourists stealing teddy bears off of her memorial. Yeah, and people were beaten. People were threatened with jail sentences. It was the, the 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 country were fucking furious. It's not that different from us go from us going over there and nicking oranges Same to thing. chuck around. Those oranges are there, Same Diana. Thing. Really? Yeah, quite. It's what they're famous for, and we're famous for Princess Diana, I guess. Um, so, mm. but I, I wish you the best of luck. If uh, if there's any tales to tell, there will of course be an emergency pod. Once you return, emergency pods, uh, yeah, which could be later. If on I Friday. get arrested or something, I was thinking if, as long as I've got my phone, I could just call you and we yeah. could do do some stuff. Well, yeah, you there. get you get Andy, Andy, <laughs> I threw an orange. Well, what did you say? You were laughing about that. The one thing you were advised not to do was throw. I know, but I got swept up in the excitement. The adrenaline was pulsing through my veins, and before I knew it, I just fucking lobbed an orange at, at the old bell. Oh. And then they beat the shit out of me and locked me up. All the other boys were doing it. I got carried away. I couldn't help myself. Yeah. All the big boys were doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, it did used to be like that when I went to away games, but now it's quite good because I'll be really boring and just go, watch the game, mm-hmm. And then any mates I'm with uh, will be like, oh, let's go and get really pissed in the town square. Mm-hmm. And I'll go, no, thank you. I'm going straight back to my hotel I'm to read to a single chapter of my book <laughs> and to sleep. Which is a nice feeling because you know yeah. that it like you know limits the amount of trouble you could get into. Yeah, you know you're not going to end up in jail. But if you do end up in jail, like yeah. you said, give me a ring. You're allowed one phone call. I assume that's a global uh, custom. So give me a bell and we'll do yeah. a, a jail. Hey, English, one phone call. Who you want to call? Your mum, your wife? No, I would like to call my podcast partner, please. Your what, partner? <laughs> my podcasting partner, Andrew you're, Crawson. You sick pervert. Oh, you fucking what? What, podcast? Hey. How old are you, man? <clears throat> fucking hell. Hey, the podcast <laughs> for your family or your lawyer. You don't do a fucking podcast. Five minutes maximum. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find I, I'm fully aware of my rights and I'm fully allowed to call my podcast companion. Oh, we make sure that our episodes are usually around 25 to 40 minutes in length. They're not three hours like some of the podcasts these days. So I think you'll find that we'll be brief. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> You're fucking English. you got a real problem. First Brexit, now this. You want to put this on YouTube? Yeah. You want to put the CCTV on YouTube next? Fuck off. <laughs> um, oh, it's gonna be really exciting. I had to get tickets in the home end though, but what? It'll be all right, I think. You what? Yeah, I had to because it, it was. It's, it, you needed like you know priority points. Yeah. You you need like about a billion priority points. They don't give you many tickets. Yeah. So they sold out to like the people with the most points. Yeah. Um, and it went immediately. So I got a fucking home ticket. So how did you get it? Did you just go online and get it? I got a I got um a contact in Spain oh, to, to to do, do it. it for you. Yeah. 
under an assumed yeah. name. Do you have to, uh, do you have you, to assume you that person's sp- name? Spanish address. Have you got to assume their identity no, when you're there? No, thank God, no. Thank God, no, because I don't think I'd pass for a Spaniard. I said to my mate who I'm going with, I said, you could, I said, you could pass for Spanish because he's got um, a, a pleasant olive complexion. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm a very pasty person. <clears throat> um, you know, there's no way they're believing that I'm Spanish. But uh, I think it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, my name on the ticket. I was gonna say, you have to take your passport. Yeah. Don't don't fuck it up by like putting droopy false mustaches on and wearing sombreros because that's Mexico. That's what I was going to think. That's not Spain. Una paloma blanca. Hola, I'm here for the football. <laughs> Definitely not from London. <laughs> Come on, don't be like that. Let us in. I'm gasping for a sangria. <laughs> So you'll be uh, by the time this episode goes out, match will have been on. So you might well be in jail by now, as this goes out. Yeah, um, I'll be uh, keeping an eye on the uh, on the on the Twitter. I suppose if I get nicked or anything like that, I'll I'll probably t- tweet about it. If you, I am in a Spanish prison. <laughs> I have been assaulted by a burly Spaniard. <laughs> if, if you don't tweet by midnight of the of Thursday night, we'll assume you've been. Yeah, assume up, I'm dead. Or you've just gone to sleep. Yeah. yeah, or I'm having a lovely prison sleep. So are you, are you going on Thursday, the day of the match, and then coming back Friday? Thursday morning, crack of dawn, I will be flying. I'm flying via Madrid <clears> because, you know, like when a draw's made, within seconds, the flights, especially to a smallish airport yeah. like Seville, go from being like 150 quid to like 1,000 yeah. quid in 30 seconds or yeah, something did, like I that. Yeah, I did that with the trains so when Sunderland got to the... Um, the Papa John's or whatever it was, the cat. What was it called before the Papa John's? Checker trade. Something. And we paint? got to the final of the checker oh, trade. Yeah, I was on there. The tr- I got the trains within seconds of the final whistle. I had the page open, ready logistics. So yeah, people like me. Do you know what I should have actually? All. Like I have had a nightmare with my mate because he has been acting, frankly, like an an old woman. <laughs> right. Um, like from the moment the draw was made, I'm fielding a minimum of a dozen WhatsApp messages a day. Yeah, you said that about yeah. any it, it, like you know it's like it's, it's like somebody who's never travelled mm. before, right? And it started to sort of annoy me. Um, but having said that, I'm aware that I'm the other extreme and I'm very disorganised. And I, I do, and I told you that he called me at six thirty a.m. on Sunday. Yeah, and he's you know what, you know what he's done. What's he done? He's tried to fucking clap. You know what he's done? He didn't even have the balls to admit it when I called him on it. Because I said, I had to draw some boundaries, mate. I said, that is unacceptable. And you know what he did? He said, oh, he tried to blame it on his daughter. He said, oh, sometimes my daughter gets my phone in the morning and plays with it and accidentally calls people. What? Bollocks. That's fucking bullshit. He was texting me straight after the call anyway, so... Anyway, Jesus. it's been a nightmare, and I did think, I wonder if Andy would ever make himself available for private hire yeah. as a logistical planner. Well, God, Because yeah. it, it would have been much better if I'd just left this in your hands and said, look, Andy, we'll agree a fee. I'm, I'm under no illusions. You're a man of means. It mm-hmm. wouldn't be a small fee, right? We agree a fee, and <clears throat> the, Europa League's being, the Europa League draw is being made at this time, and I'm assuming someone like you would have what you'd do is you'd have a window open for every single potential destination, oh, 15 God, a, separate a destinations. Bank of screens, that it could be. A bank of screens. Yeah. Like a nerve centre. And you've got yeah. flights 
you've got flights in the basket for every yeah, possible yeah. date. Yeah. And then as soon as the draw's out, you just go bang, yeah. bang, bang. Yeah. You have a login. Follow. You're logged in. You've yeah. got your payment method already in the account. Yeah. You're ready. All you've got to do is click pay and you're there. Piece of piss. Not for everyone. I mean, I haven't it's even checked everyone. in yet. And I have to sort out all my COVID paperwork. I'm bound to fuck something up. It'll oh, be unlikely man, that I actually you got get to, there. What, what have you got to I'm do a, for COVID? you got to take a test. you got to have... No, you, yeah, it varies from country to country, but in Spain, you just need to have full vaccination. Oh, that's a bit distant. Yeah, you, you, you have to have your pass. But then there's also some other paperwork. Eh, papers. Yeah. You've done your papers. You've got to have your papers. Because I went to... And then to get back into England, you've got to get pretty Patel's sort of um, f- fascist state like entry card yeah. done as well yeah. and uh, that nearly that, that nearly tripped me up on the way back from Amsterdam because I just tried to waltz onto the train oh hi hey, yeah. hey, I was just the train to London how you doing mate where's your fucking car you're not getting on that train till you show your paperwork paperwork what, what fucking we paperwork fucking, I'm a British citizen we left the EU to get rid of all the paperwork and the red tape fuck off Rack up, I'm getting on. You're, hey, come on, man. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, let's just all calm right, down, yeah? I, I nearly missed the fucking train because I had to do a load of fucking paperwork <laughs> and you have to you have to pay. It's a right scam. You have to provide evidence that you have booked a lateral flow test to be delivered to your home, uh, yeah? Like within uh, 24 hours of returning to the country, uh, right? God. They then send you to a preferred supplier yeah. and you can choose from like 20 local fucking suppliers. You pay like eight ninety nine, yeah? How much? You know, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's cheaper in Sunderland, mate, but I paid eight ninety nine just so I could provide them with the evidence that I had done it if not I wasn't allowed to get back on the fucking train. Fucking hell. It's a fucking scam, mate. This country. Travelling, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, might just stay here. In Britain, marvelous yeah. Britain. Watch it on the box. Yeah. Mm. No, nah, it sounds really good. I'm sure you'll have a great time. So, yeah, will, will I, you have time I, to like I have a I'll wander have a around and a stroll about and that, taking the scenery? No, nah, because we've got to go via Madrid oh, yeah, because yeah, of the flight situation. We're flying. Mm. We're flying to Madrid. Then we're getting on a train from Madrid to Seville, which is quite a long journey. Yeah. And then we'll get there just two hours before kickoff. So I'll be strolling to my hotel. Mm-hmm. Checking my stuff in, perhaps having a shower and changing my t-shirt, <laughs> and then okay. just walk into the stadium. Well, it's um, yeah, it's a it's a stroll from the hotel to the um. It's quite a small place, Seville, from what I can tell, and it's twenty two degrees in Seville tomorrow oh, and sunny. Fuck. How about that? Honestly, it's gonna oh, be like being, man. It's like gonna be a world at the eighty two World Cup or something, mate. Oh, you know, never mind Brinsworth House. I'm going to retire to Spain. If Spain's got an equivalent yeah, of, of Brinsworth House, can you find out what it is? I'll ask, Brinsworth yeah. House, in case you don't know, is, of course, the entertainer's retirement home in Twickenham that we've spoken of often. And we devoted almost an entire episode of the Dick Turpin Odyssey to earlier this week. And we mm. are planning to try and get in there um, now in journalistic terms and also later to retire and die there. But... Um, yeah, if there's a Spanish version of it, I'd love that. That'd be perfect for me. 22 degrees That'd in March. That'd be better, wouldn't it? All those Spanish entertainers, oh, yeah. conjurers Castanets, and such like. The dancers, with those all, red... All them Castan- red... those flamenco dancers, yeah. the bullfighters. Oh, yeah. Uh, bullfighting in the garden. Hey, Andy, you want to hear a story about fighting bulls? Yeah. Do I? 
<laughs> I'll just pull up a seat. I'll just make a cup of salty tea. <laughs> you can get into it. Um, Julio Inglés, yes, he'll probably he'll be, be there. there. Enrique Iglesias has come to visit. All of that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget that um, his daughter, Julio's daughter, we've mentioned her in a tune machine once. Her job is socialite. Fancy that. What oh. a job that is. What do you do? Great job. I'm a socialite. I'm a social butterfly. <laughs> well, that's like that, what I was telling you about recently, Inventing Anna, that, that TV show oh, that yeah, I watched yeah. about, and Anna Delvey. She was a socialite. And, and what's inspirational for people like you and I is that she completely contrived, she sort of engineered her way into mm. the... Into, New York society. society and she was just a humble person with, with you know no credentials mm. and so we it, it gives hope to like to you and I you know if we hire a couple of nice suits maybe get a fake tan mm. and put a voice on we, we could if like we wanted Winston. to become socialites well, as, as John Lennon sang a working class socialite is something to be I think was on his mm. first uh, solo album where it, it is is there um is where do, where does Sunderland society operate like you um, Laverne the future heads <clears throat> um, breaking heartstrings Nando's mainly yeah, yeah I think so <laughs> and do you stand around a bit like are you Sunderland society's Truman Capote I think I probably and you am. stand I in observe. the middle of all of them telling yeah. telling wonderful stories yeah. well one of the future oh my heads, dear boy. And I said to him, oh, my dear boy, I may be drunk, but you are ugly and I shall be sober in the morning. <laughs> oh, that sort of thing, yeah. One of the future heads now owns one of the pubs in town. Or uh, runs one of the pubs in town. So oh, yeah. uh, a pub called the Peacock. Great pub. Um, yeah, that's that's probably where the, the Sunland socialites all hang out. I haven't been out. I went out last night. I went to the... Um, the stand in Newcastle where we played our gig back in November. Oh, yeah. I went there to um, do the Q&A on the Brass Eye Outtakes thing, Oxide Ghosts, which I'll recommend once again. It's the third time I've seen it and the third time I've done the Q&A at the stand for it when Michael Cumming, the director, takes it around the land and um, I, I, I honked like a goose throughout. It's so funny. Hmm. If you enjoyed Brass Eye first time it was on you've got to go and see this because it's an hour of stuff that didn't make it into the uh into the series there's um there's there's just stuff that's just outtakes but there's also bits where uh chris morris corpses and things like that so to get to see chris morris laughing is a a really strange thing yeah i can't imagine that at all and uh, honestly all the stuff that's in there it's it's worthy of being in the series itself so it's like an extra Brass Eye episode, and they're never going to be released on DVD or anything like that. You can only see it by going to the uh, to the screenings, and did that. And the, the, everyone there had a wonderful time, and we laughed and laughed and laughed. And the Q and A was brilliant, and there's some great questions from the audience, and we all had a fantastic time. So that's first time I've been out, fucking hell, for nearly a year, I reckon, in an alcoholic uh, sense. So that was really good. Don't know how I got on to that. Sounds good, mate. Um, Would you like an email <clears throat> about a dog yes. in school? Oh, I've always, yeah. This is from uh, 
I suspect this is a pseudonym. This is IFS Contras Sergian Teacher. Uh, and she says, uh, how's this for an all right cunts? I'm a head teacher. Two year 11 boys found a stray dog on the park next to school this morning and brought it in with them. So far, so good. Uh, they then panicked and let it go on the field. Fucking who panics when you've got a stray dog in your, in your fucking possession? It went mental with excitement when another kid let it into their classroom via the fire escape and it had to be calmed with a tin of corned beef from Food Tech. Uh, I used Facebook to... <laughs> calm. How are we going to calm this dog? Has there got any corned beef? Yeah, Food Tech's got some. <laughs> Kate, Kate. Run to fucking home ec, yeah, and get just lay hands on any corned beef any, you can find. Any tin meat, peck, spam, <laughs> anything like that. We've got this corned <laughs> beef, well, that'll do, yeah, that'll do. Give it that. Uh, used Facebook to locate the owner who came to collect. The dog jumped into the back of his car and vomited corned beef everywhere. <laughs> the kids were on the ceiling all day. So there you go. Yeah. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. If I was a headmaster and I felt that morale was flagging in the school, mm-hmm. which I think sometimes is something that teachers don't pay enough attention to yeah. in secondary schools. They don't realise it's a bit like any workplace or even like, you know, a military operation. You need to keep the troops' morale up across the board. Yeah. Um, and sometimes teachers are so focused on getting the shit they need done, done, that they don't think about that. If I If I was a headmaster i would see to it that there was a you know a, a dog released into the school yeah um either as either as an official thing like you know it's dog day it's do, it's dog escape day we do it mm. once every term or occasionally i'd do it as it and, and i'd make it look as if it was an accident because that's in a way more thrilling isn't it i suppose maybe the education department could have a dog for each area that they do like yeah. rent out and just provide for the schools. 
like councils. Yeah. They go, it's a council dog. It belongs to the council yeah. and it is released. It's a different school it, you every know, day. It's, it's, to be honest, we've got a lot of schools in this, uh, in this borough, so it's busy most days. There's usually some sort of school it has to be released into. Yeah. Um, just, just help morale. It, and we usually see, it's really good actually, we, we, we've seen a 12% upturn in grades in schools yeah. that have regular dog releases. Well, I mean, that's what they say, isn't it? Animals are soothing and calming and all that kind of thing and interaction with animals mm. improves everyone's day unless you're scared of them, which some people are. And I think people who let their yeah. dogs off on leads, off the leads in parks don't think about that. I often think, you know... Someone might be fucking petrified of that dog. They might have a fucking mental breakdown because the dog's going to try what, and what's lick funny their hands. Right? You know, like um, <clears throat> the you know, like in Friday night dinner, the neighbour who's got the dog Wilson, Jim, and yeah, he's, yeah and he, Jim, and he's and he's shit scared of his own dog yeah. and does all that flinching. My kids are like that, right? But it's it's really peculiar because me and my good wife both love dogs, yeah, yeah? and we both grew up with dogs in our in our houses, and. Our kids, when they were little and we were both working full time, they both went to um, a childminder's, like who became like family friend. Was the childminder has... a dog? Yeah, we yeah, like in like uh, Mary, uh, no, what is it? It's um, no, there is in fucking Peter Pan. They, <laughs> yeah, the dog, there's a dog that like yeah. it, like fucking looks That's after right, them, yeah. and the dog like wears a wears a sort of a a bonnet, yeah. Is the dog called Nana or something like that? Yeah, yeah they, right. they, they genuinely employed dogs as like childcare <laughs> professionals in those days. No, this this childcare this this childminder, um, she had um, a, like a number of fucking dogs in her quite small house. Mm. Uh, my kids used to go there every day, and these were big fucking dogs, right? <clears throat> the sort that looked like small horses. Yeah, and yeah. yet my kids. So despite all of this, my kids are like really scared of dogs. Right, and one time we were walking along the street, and a dog came the other way, and it was friendly and bouncy. And what drives my kids mad is that if me or my good wife see a dog, we're really welcome into it, and if anything, we encourage it yeah. and provokes the wrong word. But you know what I mean. You'll be like, "Oi, come on, here we go, oi, oi, you want some let's sausages? have a bit of a dog about." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, let's have a dog about, let's have a little play fight, right? And it drives kids mad because the kids, they don't hate dogs per se, but they don't like dogs that are jumping yeah, around. Yeah, wary of them, right? yeah, of course. And this dog came towards us and the owner did the old something like, oh, he's only being yeah. friendly. And you know that um, that sort of famous meme or gif of Homer Simpson walking backwards into a hedge? Yeah. My daughter actually did that. Really? It's the stuff family legend. Yeah, the dog bounces up, and I go, hey, here we go, dog time, dog time, everyone." And she said the words, which has become a catchphrase for her. She was, she just said, "Oh, I don't like dogs," <laughs> and reversed, reversed into a fucking bush, and just disappeared into it. We had to wait for the dog to pass and then pull her she out again. again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like dogs. <laughs> oh, bless her. <laughs> yeah, some people are just dead nervous of them. That's probably why I won't be able to get a dog, unfortunately. Yeah. How do we get onto that? Was there a point we were trying to make about dogs? Dogs released into oh, schools. Oh, yeah, yeah, dogs in you schools, of course. You read an email out. 
Yeah. But you know, you were also talking about tinned meats, and I, I went to an interesting bar at the weekend when I was away on my walking weekend um, on the Saturday mm. after we finished the walk. West Ham were playing Liverpool on the box, and we were staying in this village. And I don't know if you've ever experienced something like this, but the pub where we were staying, which was a lovely pub, we went. Are you showing the football tomorrow night? And they looked at you like you'd said, do you have any videotapes of Hitler's fascist rallies from the 1930s? Because that's the sort of shit we're into. Can I have a dogfight in your car park? Yeah. Do you you have any animal porn that you can lay a screen in of for for our entertainment? Right? That would be great. Like Maybe like a a man being fucked by a horse, something like that, yeah? A a cute little Uh, pony. Got any, um, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but do you have any images of penguin cock that we can look at publicly in the bar? That was like basically what their reaction was. They were horrified. They went, no, we've got a screen, but we use that for showing rugby. And we were like, oh, I see. Like, that is it, right? They were nice people, but it was saying that you wanted to watch football was just clearly, it was a, it was a quaint village and they were just like, nah. We uh, don't. We don't want that much. I, w- here, I will right? say at this point, there's a great bit about uh, a great conversation about pornography with David Sullivan on the uh, Brass Eye Outtakes Oxide Ghosts thing, which didn't make it into the series. Uh, you should go along and watch it, Sam, just for the David Sullivan bit. David Sullivan, yeah. Chris Morris interview. What the David only fools and horses, David Sullivan. The what? Oh, David Sullivan, the West, West Ham guy. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, because he's a pornographer. Of course he yeah. is. Yeah. It's always strange. Like, like fans of other clubs get really like morally sort of. They become like Mary Whitehouse. Well, your club is run by a bloody ruddy pornographer, <laughs> right? You're like, well, yeah. I mean, well, have you got a problem with pornography? Do you, you know? I mean, I do. Have, I don't engage in pornography. I'm not a fan. But pornography is fucking everywhere. Of course it is. You know, and it's like it's insidious. A porno, uh, you know. A, a, a geezer who published Mucky Mags is the least of football's worries in terms well, of ownership. That's, that's the thing. Also, I mean, p- people talk about um, clubs being run by professionals and, you know, bringing in the very best people for the jobs, directors of football and all this. What's the most improved club in the Premier League over the last three years? It's the one ra- ran by the pornographers and her off the apprentice. So, you know, <laughs> no one knows anything, do they? Really? Yeah, you're quite right but, um, about that. I hadn't seen it that way. Anyway, your weekend. Anyway, yeah. we were in this village and it turns out that the other pubs in the village were a bit like, you, let's say not that keen on football. And so we had to have a little bit of a hunt around and we had to leave <laughs> the village and go into the local slightly more common It feels like, town it feels like area. a Dick Turpin episode, this, almost. It was like that. And we, we said, oh, there's a place, and it's in the local town. We have to stray from this quaint little bubble that we found ourselves in and go to the the rougher part of town and uh, <laughs> drive. And there was a place that claimed to be like the the town's or like the the, the county's premier sports bar. Wow. And we thought, oh, that sounds quite Big good. Talk. We got there, and it was on one of those little, you know, those kind of parade of shops you just get next to a main road? Yeah. They're, it's betwixt and between. Yeah, it's it doesn't belong to any particular area. It's just it's a there. row of shops. Yeah. There's a convenience shop. There was a betting was there shop. A takeaway? There was a takeaway. At least a couple, newsagent, and then there was this 
this bar, but it looked suspiciously not like a bar because it looked like a shop front. Yeah. That someone had bought a shop and thought, fuck it, I'm going to put a fucking telly in and call it a sports bar. <laughs> and we walked in and sure enough, that's what it was. Someone had like built a bar out of balsa wood, right? Just in the middle of this room. Brilliant. It was one of the strangest bars I've been in. And um, it was like the size of a small shop. It had the size and layout of a newsagent. And it claimed right? to be the county's premier sports bar. Premier sports bar. <laughs> and it had a big telly that was showing the football. Right. right? And there was a... It was like the fucking Moss Eisley Cantina. It was like every waif and stray who had probably been banned from the much more genteel establishments mm-hmm. uh, in the local area were all in there. Um, there was a few old scousers. Eh, you better watch her there. That's full of scousers. <laughs> right, which was sort of slightly annoying, but mainly entertaining. Uh, it, was a, it was quite a rough place, but we quite enjoyed watching the game there. But one thing that I that we both, me and my cousin, really liked was on this weird sort of ad hoc bar that had been hastily assembled, which mm. weirdly had a selection of lagers plus pims on draft, which was something I'd never seen what? before. Have you ever seen that? Jesus. Don't suppose there's much call for it in Sunderland. It was, it was quite a rough is, sort of pub. It's quite a rough bar. That was one hell. of the incongruous things. But there was a tap. Where you just have pims, presumably pre-mixed, <clears throat> lemonade or whatever, on fucking tap, right? Yeah. So that was weird. But then on the bar, there was one of those, you know, like, uh, what do you call them? It was like one of those sort of plastic, sort of, um, it's like a tray with a plastic lid that's transparent so you can see what's inside. Yeah. And inside of it was a selection of pretty dog-eared looking old rolls wrapped super tightly in... Yeah, old school. Like you used to get in all pubs. Old school, yeah. Right? Never see that anymore, right? So we were like, fucking hell, that's weird. I don't know what to make of this place. It looks like a shop. There's a big telly. (laughs) We're in Sussex, but there's a load of really old pissed scousers in here, right? (laughs) Like really old, but like really pissed and like leery. And um, and there's there's a tap of pims, which sort of screams quite gentrified but next to it there's this yeah. plastic tub of like old looking rolls right and um I've, i said it reminded me of the classic chili egg roll down the toilet yeah. at my old local right it was that sort of a situation and i was peckish and i said i said to my cousin have a look at them rolls and they you know they have the little sticker on andy telling you what they like a tiny sticker with it written in byro on what they were right and he was standing nearer to me i went have a look at those rolls and see if there's anything veggie quite fancy a roll he went they don't look nice i said i know but you know for old time's sake it'll be a nostalgia snack there were six rolls (laughs) right on this tray Rats, yeah. so, you know, like they've been ripped way too tight in King Film, so yeah, it's squishing the roll out of shape. <laughs> yeah, they, they're like trying to torture uh, the roll. Uh, to be fair, Six it, it keeps rolls. them moist. I'll say that. <laughs> Is that it? I go, just check if there's anything, I don't know, cheese or something. See if there's something like that. He has a look, a thorough look. Oh. He comes back, he goes, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? He goes, <laughs> every one of them rolls. Is liver sausage patty? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell! Every roll, God, right? And that was just as if we thought the bar couldn't get any weirder. It was like, you got any rolls, mate? Yeah. What flavour have you got? What do you mean? What flavour? 
What flavour have you got? Well, obviously they're all liver sausage patty. What else do you put in a fucking roll, you cunt? What are you? Some fancy out of towner? Come up from London, have you? Or what do you want? Caviar? <laughs> Only, like, they, it wasn't like the others had sold out. That, that wasn't was possible, Andy, because... completely, yeah, yeah. That or nothing. The, the, the tub was full, right? It wasn't like, oh, this is all we're left with. They had a policy that they only serve liver sausage pate rolls. Well, wrapped fucking tight in cling film. Maybe they thought there was going to be a dog coming in that needed to be calmed and they could just script some liver I sausage pate out of it. I tell you what did happen. It wasn't quite that, right? <laughs> this pub, this bar was just such a surreal place, right? Mm. So there's the pit, there's like, it makes no sense. If you think of the juxtaposition of this fucking huge platter of liver sausage rolls next to a huge tap of draft pims, right? <laughs> then we're sat there. There's the old fucking geriatric alky scousers behind us. And then the game's, you know, we're about an hour into the game. And then, like, some people come in. And it's, like, quite a large group of people. And they've got bad... They seem to... I'm seeing them out of the corner of my arm trying to watch a game. And they seem to have come in with a load of shit, like, luggage. And I thought bit weird huge and it's a small bar so if a, a group of like six people come in it's like really like a massive deal yeah. and I thought well they must have come straight from the fucking airport <laughs> and thought well we've got to get straight down the, the county's premier sports bar for, for a liver sausage yeah, roll and a pint of pims <laughs> right and uh, one of the geezers right he was quite young in comparison to most people in the bar he just walked over walked past us because we were sat right underneath the big Jumbotron looking at the game. He went, all right, fellas. He went, all right. And then with real purpose, he plonked this thing down right in front of us underneath the TV and then fucked off, right? And I thought, what's he put there? I looked down. Do you know what it was? It was a fucking baby. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. Yeah, it was a baby. It was a baby in a fucking carry cot. Like, you know, when you take the car seat out of the... Yeah, and it was asleep and he plunked it it down and I went (laughs) he heard me I went to my car oh look it's a little baby (laughs) I didn't know what else to say to be honest I blurted it out I went oh look it's a little baby and the the bloke the dad looked at me and for a split second I thought I hope he's not going to object to me commenting upon the fact that he's just dumped a baby in the corner of this really rough bar and then fucked off to get his liver sausage. <sighs> he looked at me and gave me a cheeky wink. Went, keep an eye on him, will oh, ya? And then just fucked off. Fucking hell. That's <laughs> that's a power play. I'm going to put the baby down, see what he does. See what this out-of-towner does. I didn't mind. I was like, fuck it. I'll look after yeah, your baby if you want. I mean, you know me. Remember that time on the plane when the geezer had a go at me for my baby crying? Yeah. And I said to him, that was where you fucking do you it fucking came do from. It, oh, and you fucking do. You walk the baby around. So I'm all for telling strangers to take care of your he, baby. He might have been a, a time machine listener and he thought, oh, this is a way I'll ingratiate ah, yourself. Yeah, we'll recreate yeah. the you fucking do it scene. Put the baby you down for the this baby, unlike my baby who was crying, <laughs> this like this baby was good, as, good gold. as gold. He yeah. went there. And then I, later on, I heard him say, another bloke say to him, yeah, I see you brought your baby with you. <laughs> right? Don't he mind it being a bit noisy? And the dad went, nah, we've always made a big effort not to shield him from loud noise. 
and I thought, well, a big effort. That's <laughs> a big effort. It's underpinned our parents. Sometimes we ethos. take him down the airfield. It, yeah. Sometimes uh, we take that effort. We're just sticking there in his cot, and then we fuck off for a liver sausage roll, and we come back an hour later, and he's just had planes taking off over his head. Sometimes we, we go down the motorway, park in the yard shoulder, put the windows down, have a listen. <laughs> It's good for him. Hardens <laughs> up the eardrums for when he's older. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, man. Fucking weird place. It sounds it's a really great. weird place. Great content, though. Yeah, it was good content. It was a, there was a lot to drink in. I mean, I, I could have told you about it earlier in the week, but I felt, felt as if I had to really, like... I had to sit on it for a while. I had to let it settle. Because yeah. when we let... As soon as the final whistle went, I was one of those where I was just like, bang, straight out the door. Yeah, because I was good because we lost. I don't know if you saw the game. We were quite unlucky. We yeah. like we actually dominated Liverpool for large spells. So I was really good, especially as these like scouse blokes just fucking being really irritating behind me. And so I just was straight out the door. Yeah, and then it sort of drifted back to me. Next, I said to my cousin, "That place we went to." I said, "Is it me, or is that like the fucking weirdest place you've ever been in?" And he went, "Yeah, it's like a weird dream. It was like something out of Mister Ben. We just walked in some random door, and suddenly there's this whole fucking netherworld in there. Do you know what I mean? Just in the middle of nowhere. Liver sausage babies, pims, scousers, the lot of a row of shops with nothing else around it. That's fucking great. You've gone, you've gone through a portal there, mate. That's what you've done. I know. You've gone through a portal. That's what I feel like. Right. I mean, I I bet there's people from Sussex listening who think I, I know that." Sorry, I know that's not what you talk like in Sussex, but, you know, it's the sticks, isn't it? It's and, you go, and you might know it, but I'm careful not to say the name of it because, you know, yeah, well, it's a strange place. Well, we've been burned before from naming things and people mm. that we shouldn't have done. Um, football predictions? Yeah. Here we go. Everton versus Wolves. Frank Lampard. <laughs> uh, Everton nil Wolves 2. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go 2-1 to Wolves it's going to fall apart for Lampard do you think relegation maybe looks like it. it's not what we predicted we, I think the prediction I asked you for your prediction I thought it was a really spot on one you said they'll probably get a bump and then it'll all go wrong around November next next season yeah but um, sooner. no it seems like they've expedited the Lampard collapse <laughs> The footballing gods have expedited <laughs> the, the, the Lampard collapse, which is really exciting. Oh, it's awful to see. Uh, Leeds versus Norwich. Leeds with their new American manager. Uh, I'll go first on this. <laughs> I think this will be 2-0 to Leeds. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to say the same. I'm going to mirror that. 2-0 to Leeds. West Ham versus Aston Villa. This will be Sunday, I guess. After 2-1. 2-1 West Ham. 2-1 Ham. West Ham. Um, I'll go... 1-0 West Ham no you, you know what I'm I'm not I'm going to go 1-1 I think yeah. uh, well we'll be tired I maybe from be tired. our adventures yeah mm. Sunderland versus Crew Alexandra uh, I will say this will be uh, a 2-1 Sunderland uh, I'll say 1-0 Sunderland ok I'll take that and Millwall versus Middlesbrough Oh, I'll say uh, Millwall nil, Middlesbrough one. I will say the same. There mm. we are. That is an interesting game of cat and mouse in the predictions this week. Yeah, well, you know, it's getting to the business end of the season. Uh, that's it from the yep. episode. Uh, good luck in Seville, even though this episode goes out by the time you'll be heading back. 
We'll see what occurs. Yeah. There may be an emergency episode later today. Thank you and <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.